Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! What's up, my nerds? Welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back. Uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite genres of everything, post-apocalypse. Uh, and I have one of my oldest friends on the podcast. We've been friends for 35 years, since I was like 20 months old. This is <laughs> this is my brother Logan. Yeah. Say what's up, man. How's it going, guys? Yep, 35 as of like five days ago actually <laughs> so uh when i threw this topic out on uh on facebook looking for a co-host um logan was smart and knew that i was not going to check facebook often so he texted me and said hey i'd like to do it and so mm-hmm. i said sounds good and then i saw all the other far more qualified people that i could have had to uh <laughs> to host it and uh but i'd already told him that he could do it so we decided we would we would talk about it yeah, it was a slew of people I saw. I just put on Facebook. I literally just wrote um dot dot dot. <laughs> like, which which Rocky thought you were talking about our podcast. Like like I had looked for a new new host that you'd been fired, and I was doing a new podcast without you. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> that was his comment. He's like, I guess you got fired, and uh, and so he thought we were talking about what's wrong with these kids, which should also have a new episode dropping here pretty quickly because we're going to record them back to back. So uh, if you haven't checked out what's wrong with these kids. If you enjoy this episode, you'll uh, you'll enjoy that. It's basically us trying to make each other laugh the whole time. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, Logan, uh, we're talking about the genre of post-apocalypse, and I think one of the best places for us to start is uh, to go over our favorite movies in this genre, favorite TV shows in this genre, favorite video games in this genre. So why don't you pick uh, one of your favorites of of any of those things, and uh, let's talk about it. Um, well, now I'm trying to think. I've gone through almost every post-apocalyptic movie I could find, and <laughs> same, same. every few months I'll have to go Google. I'm like, are there any new ones? Um, and I also will go through them, like if it's wintertime. Uh, I like Colony. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A good one. Um, uh, but then I, but I'll even think of not necessarily a apocalypse because i mean you can lump in zombie stuff in there and that's kind of similar i mean you, we would use the word zombie apocalypse so i think it still is uh i think it still still ties in there um but yeah also winter um it, now, are, you, are you drawn to the winter apocalypse because we grew up in florida and the thought of it being really cold is also scary possibly because i don't think i would survive um <laughs> <laughs> even in 2020 um, since I was working remotely, I sometimes wouldn't even know that it snowed that day because I just wouldn't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so currently you live in D.C., so I don't want people thinking like oh, yeah, it's, sorry, it's snowing yeah. in Florida. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a different thing, yeah. So sometimes it would be like that. And when I first moved up here and I was commuting, I remember texting friends. I'm like, hey, man, have you ever used an umbrella to block snow? And they were like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Uh, you, you remind me of Charlie. Charlie's in public school, and they were like, how do you not know these things? It's like, because I had a different life experience up until this point. Like, I don't know how these things work. I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, I would say what if, uh, I'll go with video game. One of my favorite post-apocalyptic video games is the Fallout series. So I started with I was, Fallout. 
Yep, two. Yeah, I was going to say, that's an easy one for that. Yeah, the yes. Fallout series. Yeah, Fallout 2, uh, Fallout um, uh, Tactics, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4. Not a big fan of 1976, or uh, Fallout 76, which was the um, the open world multiplayer one that didn't have a story. That one kind of, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. But uh, not many I would probably, it. I wonder if that one would be one that I would like because... Uh, normally I don't follow the story. <laughs> I'm just going to wander around. Well, there's there's not really a whole lot for you to like level up and get perks and things like that. Like There's some, but uh, it's a lot more on like building your house. Like If you enjoyed that part of Fallout 4, um, you can you can build a house. You could just play Sims, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember um, we, you and I have talked about uh, how when you start, when you play a video game for a long time and it bleeds over into your real life, like when you and Nick were, were driving around and saw that car carrier with the I gate was down. Say, yeah, we paused about it. For, we were playing GTA um, enough, and at the end of the street, it was, yeah, one of those car carriers ramped up and a, at a dead end of the road, and he just kind of slows, and I kind of look over him like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> so with Fallout, you would collect things, and one of the things that I collected a whole bunch were dead light bulbs because it would give you glass and it would give you wire, which you needed for all kinds of stuff. And I remember being in a shed and seeing, like in real life, in a shed and seeing these light bulbs and thinking, I should probably collect those. I might need those later. And I was like, oh, no, this is not a video game. Not a video game. I have a series of bottle caps that I saved. (laughs) (laughs) This one looks cool. And it's just in a cup for no reason. I don't know when I'm coming back to them. but They're going to be currency someday. Going to be currency someday. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's probably my favorite. There's plenty of post-apocalyptic video games. I'm thinking like uh, ReCore is another one. You could probably say some of eh, Metroid is maybe not really desert, not post-apocalyptic. But um, uh, I've got a Mad Max video game that I enjoy, which is another one of those movies that uh, that I like. I like um, a Mad Max game. Yeah, for Xbox uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Oh wait, is it the Fury Road one that took them like three years longer than they thought it was going to take to make or something like that? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep, and um, I, think that, I think that just ran out of Steam, and I and I, um, well, ironically, Steam uh, Xbox, but um, <laughs> no, I think it's just I forgot about it because after a while it took so long. But I was looking. Is it just like you're just driving, like in the movie? I guess that's the whole plot of the movie. Part of it, you got some fight scenes and stuff where you get out of the car and you get to fight and sneak and things like that. But it's a lot of fun to drive the car. So, um, I would say uh, favorite TV shows. There's a lot of post-apocalyptic TV shows that are really good. Walking Dead, of course, uh, hard mm-hmm. not to mention, um, is definitely post-apocalyptic. At least the first season, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I'm a big fan. Like, there's there have been sections of seasons that I've had to work through. Yeah. But the story in general, I've enjoyed. Uh, you and I are both watching Why the Last Man right now, which is post-apocalyptic. Right. Um, I just finished season two of Into the Night, which is a Netflix post-apocalyptic one, which is pretty good. Um, hmm. It's where the uh, where the sun is is killing people, and so they have to keep drive flying this plane away. Yeah, so from... I feel all the time since I've been <laughs> working inside. I walk out, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so they have to keep drive flying away from the sun and. Um, so that's a, I mean, and, and we can go on and on and on. I'm trying to, uh, you and I were watching um, Sweet Tooth. Uh, Sweet Tooth is another Netflix one that's recently come out that's that's post-apocalyptic. That's after a significant portion of the the population dies. Um, you know, thoroughly enjoyed those. I'm trying to think what other Did you watch movies. the Snowpiercer show? No, because I watched the movie and I felt like, am I really going to need to watch the, the show too? Is it is it much different than the movie? Uh, Iron Man's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Captain America. Captain America. Or Captain was America, I mean, yes. yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, neither uh, one of them were in it, but... <laughs> neither one, neither one. Well, it was kind of like the, um, uh, what was the, maybe it was called Sniper. I'm trying to remember now. Um, oh, Shooter. Shooter, yeah. Like, I didn't bother showing, watching that show because it felt one, like it was the same story. Yeah, that one it was kind of like, uh, and uh, but Snowpiercer... Um, uh, I definitely, when I was done with the movie, I wanted to see more, and that was the show that I always watch, and I, a lot of these shows, I'll just Google and find some fandom wiki, I'm like, what are the schematics of this train, because I don't get how you fit this many people, and like, right. I was like, I've been on trains, there's only one hallway, I don't know how big this train is. So um, that's that's a good uh, transition to to the next question. What is your biggest beef with the genre? Like, I love this genre. I, I I enjoy watching it. But like, what are some of your big problems with the genre post apocalypse? Okay, one thing, and I briefly brought it up to you, and then I realized I was like, oh, that might have been offensive because I said child. But it's when it's there's clearly the world is ending and if there's like somebody that's like supposed to be like the savior or like they need to get someone to the safety, it's like all of a sudden they're just like, well, why do I got to do this? I'm like, because everyone is dying, <laughs> idiot. Like, but it's yeah. like, why do you complain about, why are you being so difficult and wandering off and when everyone's trying to get us to safety, but it seems like there's always one person that just doesn't get it or yeah. something. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. A very, very selfish very selfish in those times um you know and who knows how we would actually react if we would do the same thing if we would not want to do what was necessary i mean we that's how we act now why would it change if things were not going our way i don't know that we would there would be a lot of me just being like well i'm just gonna hunker down for as long as possible <laughs> until i ran out of these mre pizza slices that i definitely have <laughs> now i remember you talking about you know if i were to have you know kids always get in the way kids always get in the way and, uh, you know, I told you, but like, like well, the, why the last man, that guy, I'm like, I would have just knocked him out and carried him to the scientists. <laughs> like, all right, this guy clearly is an idiot and can't be trusted. <laughs> so, so no, I, I hear you, but you were talking about kids, like in those situations, it'd be like, I've got my kids. I'll take care of them. Like you go do what you got to do, but I'm not going to ditch them because they're loud or inconvenient. Um, oh, there's another one. Uh, uh, you got, uh, uh, bird box and you got um uh, mm. is it a quiet oh, place a quiet place and then they made almost an identical one that's like be silent i think a netflix well no they're both netflix aren't they there's another one with um john malkovich where okay. they have creatures like that and they're attracted to sound um, because that one that was a dog that wouldn't stop barking and I felt more bad about them sac getting rid of the dog. <laughs> he doesn't know any better. <laughs> well, Logan, if it ever comes to that, you can look at me and go, can you take care of this? Because I know you could care less at this point. It's like, yes, yeah. let me put this dog down. Let me put this dog down. Um, so that's, that, those, are, those are good beefs. Good beefs to have. You know, why don't these people act like normal human beings? Um, endless supply you know, of ammo uh, for some reason. <laughs> Endless supply of ammo and and uh, and gasoline, but we can't find water or Tylenol anywhere. Yeah, or it's like for some reason everyone went to the pharmacies and took all the antibiotics. I'm like, don't you think they would have been hitting the opioids first? <laughs> There's always plenty of that, they just took it all. but everybody yeah. got the antibiotics, and I'm like, I don't think that's how people would act. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
or like the the weird things that become currency, like the the things that they really. Anyways, there there's other things that kind of drive me crazy with that. Um, like um, in Why the Last Man, the testosterone. Heather always looking for testosterone. Oh for, yeah. For. Well, that's because I think but, there uh, was just one group of of trans men that that we followed. Um. Which kind of throws, uh, I guess it's almost like a, a a red, not a red herring, but it's like an almost like an easy scapegoat for him to be like, oh no, I'm not a dude. I'm you know just this. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think I see enough of those where I would be like, yeah, that's normal. But then again, if half the population went away, then maybe they would stand out more. Maybe, so maybe. Um, so, uh, what I wanted to do next, what I like to do is I like to take whatever topic we're talking about and kind of transition it to talk about it in kind of a, um, a thematic element for real life. And so we were talking about, uh, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic shows, books, everything else. It usually the first, I almost forgot what my favorite books, but we'll come back to that. It's almost like the first act of, um, and we'll do deep dives on these things later, but, uh, we're just kind of skimming the, the top of the surface here. The first act, it's always them trying to adapt to the environment. You know, the environment mm-hmm. is the enemy. The environment is the thing that they're trying to to deal with. And the environment can include things like zombies and a zombie apocalypse. So that's part of the environment. That's the enemy. But then as they move into act two and three and four and the rest of it, they are able to adapt to the environment. And it's no longer the issue. And a lot of times it's the other people that are the real issue. The yeah. other people that are the that's real happened. enemy. Uh, um, Walking Dead. Yeah. Once they figured out, they got they were perfectly fine in the the prison, and they were just making you know they had uh, like a garden farm and stuff like that going on. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine until everybody else wanted it. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh. Who was it that came? That was it. The general. Was that his name? Um. It was, it was some military rank that he showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But anyways, but that's that's kind of the the general um, format. I mean, you think about um, uh, Sweet Tooth. You know, Sweet Tooth. It was this virus that was causing the illness. Well, eventually, you find out that there are these evil humans, evil men who are who are going after uh, that are that are now the issue. That's not the virus as much anymore. That's kind of just a set mm-hmm. piece. We figured out how to deal with that. Uh, Mad Max. You know, there's there's this. You know, uh, there's no resources. Well, he, Mad Max is somehow able to survive, and he comes across um, uh, Immortal Joe. That's an interesting one too, because I'm pretty sure those are uh, movies I like to watch, and I'll probably watch them once a year. Um, I don't just go through them like Mad Max moons. Um, uh, but I'm pretty sure how it starts is there's. Uh, a loss of of uh, petrol, and so that's when everybody starts riding and stuff like that. When then the rest of the premise forgets all about that, and he just drives around in a car the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, and uh, Fury Road. So, um, yeah. uh, and two, two I was thinking about uh, one of my favorite book series is the Hell Divers series, which is again. Post nuclear apocalypse, uh, they can't live on the surface of the earth, and so they live in these blimps and they dive to the surface. They fight, you know, mutated uh, animals to get supplies, and then they rocket back up to these um, to these blimps. It's a great series. I know you're not big on reading, but it was it would be worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, but once they make a movie out of it, man, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> 
but that's only the, the 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 majority of the first book. They're in the eighth book now, and like those are no longer the issue. Like it's 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 humans, and so I say that because in the middle, right, like where I'm at at our church and kind of what's going on, um, there's a lot of people who are angry, hurt, whatever else. Um, and the initial feelings I have with that is that they are they are the enemy. You know that these people are the enemy. But what I'm learning the longer that we're stuck in this is, of course, that they're not the enemy. That this is just the setting. Uh, and you know, in our case, I know that if I if I believe that Satan is real and active, that he is the actual enemy. He's the one that's causing these people to go through these things. Just like when I find myself in this cycle of anger or bitterness. Um, that he's the one that's stoking those flames and going, yes, be angry, be bitter. Mm. Uh, and I have to instead separate it. I had a conversation with somebody today who was uh, frustrated with another section of our church, another group of our church. And I had to try to remind them, like, it's not us versus them. You know, like we are we are together uh, that we have a real enemy that we're having to deal with. I think it's the same thing kind of in, in a lot of situations that we run into is that our first initial reaction is to make someone an enemy when they're not an enemy. They're not actually our enemy. Um, they're something that we have to adapt to. We have to figure out. Uh, but that um, that we can change that perspective and realize that there probably is a common enemy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, other situations like, sounded like you're describing scapegoat, but no, I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, scapegoat can, can, can be in there as well, but that would be a, a that would be us putting a lot of pressure and making someone else our enemy when that's not actually the case. That's not actually the case. I'm thinking too, like even in, you know, in a, in a non-Christian context, you know, if you have a bunch of coworkers that are not your enemies, but you may work against them because, that's your your initial response. Your initial response is that they're crowding oh, okay, yeah. in, or instead of instead of seeing them as an asset and realizing that there's a better enemy to, to focus on, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, which isn't necessarily like a person enemy, but it could be whatever it is, you know. And I can't think of uh, any examples now because I haven't been in the office in like almost two years. So the only enemy are the ones that decide, hey, we should start doing nine o'clock Monday morning meetings. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> it's so hard to be you, Logan, to have a nine o'clock Monday meeting where you have to do you have to put pants on for those meetings? Nope, and I went back to sleep after it. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to be you. Um, but no, so I just I just wanted to kind of highlight that. That uh that's one of the things that I love about this genre is that um the enemy is not typically what we think the enemy is, and there's usually something else, and it's the same case with Christianity. Well, for the last segment, last section, I have several cars, and I want you to pretend like you are going into an apocalypse. Okay, Logan, we're going to go back okay. and forth and give our answers to these questions. Uh, we're going to to see how we would um, how we would want to, to handle it. So the first question is this. What apocalypse do you think you're best prepared for and least prepared for? Like you personally, your skill set. You can also think maybe prepper supplies as well. But what do you think you're most prepared for uh, and least prepared for? Um, well, probably it, like least prepared would be some sort of winter one because <laughs> um, I could see myself like forgetting to pack a jacket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, that's screwed. Um. You made me think of a new one that just popped in my head. This apocalypse, it would be Waterworld because mm. that would be one of my plans is go steal. Um, but there's a two, there's a twofold here because I could just go steal a sailboat um, 
and I would just go live on that. But and have web toes, so you can swim down and get dirt and sell it. Yep, yep. I'd hold my breath with my gill, my gills, and everything. <laughs> but the other thing is, I don't eat a whole lot of fish, so I wonder if I'd get out there and be like, "Well, that was a bad idea." <laughs> are there uh, are there cows? Oh, there's a lot of chickens. No, I'd have yeah. to go to that island in the Bahamas where they have all the pigs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, those are those are good thoughts. Of course, you know my but, first. Uh, but one. I think camping ish, I could get away with. Um, uh, just because I think that would be well, one I have literally all my stuff is just sitting there, but that's because I have to repair one of my tents, um, and I have go bags sitting there with uh, days worth of uh, MREs and other food, and I could probably get like figure out how to get better at scavenging and cooking food like that. Um, but it would probably be more in a yeah, a little warmer wilderness climate because I think I could uh, probably escape away and be fine by myself. Um, I got you. Doing like that. Um, now, if you give me a um, a specific uh, type of environment, then I might change my, my answer if I didn't think about it. Um, but it's funny when you said the blip thing because a few years back i saw that there was a company making solar panel blips that could indefinitely stay up and okay. i thought oh yeah i wonder where those are and i hope i could get my hands <laughs> on one of those bad boys <laughs> that would just do it like that similar to now that's why i was thinking well you know what uh maybe i should find audiobooks of uh <laughs> of this <laughs> blip series you're talking about oh that, that's how i listen I, I haven't read any of them i've listened to them all and so they're all they're all an audiobook and they are fantastic. Like they, um, in the blimps, they had like uh, tubes they would drop bombs out of, and that's where they shoot out of. They shoot out of down into the waste, into this nuclear fallout area, and then it's they're good. They're, they're it's it's worth listening to. Uh, Hell divers, uh, it's they're 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 good stuff. Hell divers, yep. Um, so I think I'm probably least prepared for. Um, you know, of, of course, nuclear fallout. I don't have like we're, we would be done. Like I would have, I would have nothing. Like that would be, I'd be over. Um, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently, the human body doesn't put up so well against nuclear uh, fallout. I <laughs> think unless you, unless you had it like a, a huge plan for like a bomb shelter and suits and stuff like that. I would love, I would love to have a variable shelter on our property, like a like a like dropping some tubes under the ground and stuff. Um, Florida, especially High Springs, I think you're even lower water table than uh, Gainesville because I remember looking into that. Or you're not High Springs, but, you know, out in that area. Yeah. You'd have to get one of those. Uh, have you seen those inflatable ones that are basically they have cement? So you pump it up and you water it and then it just hardens in the cement. Mm. So that way you just like drop it off a truck and then you could bury it with dirt. But they're, they're um, mobile like you, that, that way you can just back it up off of a like a like a like a loader and well, I'm then, they have they have some that are built in like tubes they come prefabbed and again you just drop it in the in the water in the dirt and cover it up dig a hole gotcha but yeah maybe we'll uh maybe we'll put one over the georgia line that's gets a little 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 firmer ground we'll have to get to it yeah a little bit higher because <laughs> um, that would be the other thing is uh what if you had a water world situation and the entire state of florida is underwater you're like well we should have made a floatable one <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I'm probably best prepared for like an EMP. You know, an EMP takes out, you know, takes yeah. out the grid. Um, you know, have some skills that would probably be useful and 
you know, not not the preacher skills, but other skills that'd be useful to have. So yeah, I think so. All right. So let's get a little looking in recently. Um, I went to go Google it. I'm like, oh, is there like an ECU for my car? I can get an extra one and put it in the ammo box. So that way if EMP came, I could go swap it out. I got you. But then through a lot of the research, they what I found, they were like, actually, like 95% of the cars will be fine. Like, you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's also easier. Because the frames uh, are like Faraday cages or whatever? Yeah. Well, because also I didn't think about it because – it's a yeah, hollow um, conductor, so that's one of those things like if you get struck by lightning in the car, that's probably a safer place because it would just ground itself, especially with the tires. So I wouldn't worry about that as much, but I keep thinking I want to get a combo bike. So if traffic <laughs> got heavy, I'd be like, Well, that works. I was going to ask that question a little bit. Let's do this. So your apocalypse, what's your choice of vehicle? I've got a few, like, you know, a horse motorcycle car slash truck like what's your choice of vehicle apocalypse is here how are you getting around uh if i had access to and knew how to ride a horse that might be nice <laughs> but how hard could it be how hard indians can do it they can't search the internet so i mean come I've on been on a horse actually i know where some are um they're like right out the uh, arlington cemetery and i've just seen them but i don't know whose they are or what are there, are there soldiers on them i wouldn't suggest going after those if that was the case no, I, they were just like on the side of the road like in this little thing and i asked them, I mean, i guess there's like a little um old farm I'm, somebody owns them I but uh, uh it would probably be yeah uh atv i mean my car is supposedly uh good for off-road but i haven't tested that out <laughs> okay all right um, um but yeah, that uh, or or actually would be a boat. A boat, okay. Then All I right. could that works. kind of like visually look at the um at the coastline. I wouldn't have to worry about navigating because I wouldn't go that far out. But then you know I'll be like, okay, well let me go check over here real quick. Um, and then run back to my boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, next question. Your choice of companion. Um, I should have uh, said spaceship. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. A land speeder, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. With a nuclear fusion engine. Okay. Choice of companion, uh, human, animal, robot, or I guess you could go alone and then kind of describe your choice of companion. You're wandering the waste. Do you have a robot? Um, I'm just throwing stuff out there, man. Like if I had like a Terminator that wouldn't turn on me, I could have one of those. Or what kind of are we talking about? Are we talking about a Roomba that follows me? <laughs> <laughs> You got a clean path. Clean path, look. <laughs> it's just a clear trail. <laughs> whatever I was walking. Yeah. Are you, are you thinking that it's it's clearing up your tracks, but really it's just giving them like a exact path that you've taken <laughs> the whole way? Either like, what is that? I don't know. It looks weird. <laughs> um, um, I was just I was thinking, you know, in the future. Uh, let's see. I mean, if I had, yeah, it would probably just have to be uh, another human because it just seems more practical. And they might actually be able to do stuff, uh, and I could talk to it. If I had a dog, like a I Am Legend kind of thing, I mm-hmm. feel like after a while I would start to go. Another great post-apocalypse movie. Yeah. That one, especially because the opening scene is the GT500 Shelby Mustang. Uh, <laughs> just tearing mm-hmm. it up in New York City. Um, apparently, when they were filming that, everyone was very upset in New York because they closed down the roads. But <laughs> um. No, I, I'm a, in video games, I always pick the animal, but uh, in real life, I would not pick an animal. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, after a while, 
I would go crazy and I would start talking to this animal for sure. Um, but you know, I think, uh, what if the animal is a capuchin monkey? Are you, are you changing your vote if it's a capuchin monkey that you're wondering? Well, I mean, with? I could, but, um, <clears throat> I'd have to go find, it'd be easier for me to find a dog <laughs> than it would be to find it. <laughs> what if it's a gorilla that knows sign language and it can tell you? Vera, Vera. <laughs> what was your name of Congo? Me, I'm trying to remember. that. <laughs> <laughs> with the Game Boy uh, glove. Yeah, the power glove. The power, power glove, glove, yep. I can't remember where the girl's name was. It was something like that. Amy or Sarah. I, can't, I think it was one of those. Amy sounds right. Amy sounds right. Someone Bad correct us. Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's your uh, what's your weapon situation? You, well, now you, that you just said that with that laser gun from Congo. But... <laughs> that would be sweet. That would be sweet. The, um, the communications laser that somehow cuts m- girls in half? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Why would that, that would just destroy the satellites, right? Uh, it did. Like that's what they ended up doing. They ended up and uh, aiming at the satellite and destroyed it. Blow it up. Um, I mean, guns. Uh, I do at least that's You're why not going I like crossbow? having twenty-two because I I can have a thousand rounds just waiting, just sitting there. They just fit in both um, hand and rifle. Um. Uh, I was, I do want to get, see, if I was in Florida, it'd be a little bit easier. Like you, I could practice, um, mm-hmm. just bow. Um, I don't really know anywhere I would go. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's archery ranges around here, but that would be something worth, uh, getting better at. Um, I mean, the reusable ammo is helpful. Yeah, the know? reusable, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the ability to make a arrow versus make a bullet, there's less equipment required. Um... Yeah, what was I? Oh, I think I was watching Hunger Games. I went through all those, and I'm like, did she really just sit there and make her own arrows? Yeah, that's what she was doing. Um, but yeah, and it's just quiet, so that way uh, you could probably get two shots out uh, of a deer before it notices what just happened if you totally missed. Uh, but yeah, arrow would be ideal. I think I was even looking at this. Um, it was basically a slingshot uh, bow type deal. I can't remember what it was called. Um, That's nothing I was thinking of. If you could have some kind of power slingshot to be able to pick just a rock up or a, a can mm-hmm. or anything and use anything <laughs> as ammo, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, so something like that, probably. And then obviously you would have um, a melee, like either a, a knife, like a like a machete or trident. Um, which those are other things that I own several machetes because <laughs> for whatever reason. Are you knife boy over there? My goodness. Now I don't own any weird knives. Like I don't have like katana set just sitting up because I know <laughs> that's a red flag. Anybody don't, walking into your house don't, after a don't, don't paint your camera right now so I can see that katana hanging on your wall. That's that's not what I can see. <laughs> got a shuriken set over here. <laughs> Even oh. though you, I did have Wolverine claws for a while that you gave me, but I had uh, I had razor sharp playing cards as well that I had when I bought when I was seventeen or eighteen, whatever it was. Yeah, and we were... yeah. That's one thing. That was funny, trying to childproof my house once, and I'm just finding, like, butterfly knives in random drawers. I'm like, why do I have these? <laughs> I think Grandad bought you one one time. Yeah, like, that was got it when I was, like, 10 or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> why did this seem like a good idea? <laughs> he bought you that. He bought you the TLC CD. He took me to see Ace Ventura. Like, he was a good guy, but he made some He almost bought a grenade. <laughs> I think the guy was, like, 85% sure it was a dummy grenade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right, well, cool. Well, hey, um, anything about, else you want to add? What about your weapons? Oh, my weapons. Uh, same things. You know, um, like well, uh, vehicle, um, again, horse, yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to feed a horse, so you'd have that. I don't know that I would be able to, like, take care of a horse. That seems like it would be whatever. I would rather have something that I could maybe rely on that's low on fuel, dirt bike or something to get around. Yeah. Um, like two-stroke, something like that. Yep. Uh, Charlie and did ask. It's still weaving it out of traffic and not have to worry about getting stuck. Because that also seems like in all movies, that's a trope. It's like, did everybody just get out of their cars here? Because it seems like they're all just right like that. And yeah. I'm like, I guess, yeah. you know, if there's an accident, you know. Yeah. But I've also seen people drive through the medians and like all and around. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how come they didn't just divert? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so probably uh, probably that. Charlie did ask me. She said, uh, "Is a lawnmower cheaper than a car?" And I said, "Depends on the car and depends on the lawnmower." But usually, yes. Why? She goes, "Why don't homeless people just get lawnmowers and drive them around instead of cars?" I was like, "Babe, I don't know, hon. I don't know." So we you could can't do a sleep in a lawnmower. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter said, "It takes a while to get places with a lawnmower." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have That's seen, I have seen bicycles. <laughs> I have seen poor people drive around in in lawnmowers because that's what they've got. Uh, so probably a probably a dirt bike or something. Uh, as far as companion, uh, preferably human or robot over animal. Um, uh, and um, weapons again, of course. You collect whatever you can find. If you can find ammo and firearms, you hang on to those. But, you know, things that have reusable or more uh, universal ammo, like slingshots and uh, crossbows and things like that, probably I'd try to find opportunities for that. Diversify. Um, but I think a shotgun is a pretty nice thing to have in a pinch. So I would probably... Yeah, it's the next uh, uh, weapon I'm purchasing. And I was saying, if you already have stuff... It's easy to just throw that in your trunk and then worry about, like, you have a bow, but I'm like, I can go find one later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I've already had this. Uh, yeah. I even had that, that uh, just that, um, it's like a monkey ball uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. around that piece of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, monkey fist. And w- yeah, monkey fist, yeah. And I remember going, it was like, right when everyone was freaking out about stuff for COVID, I was like, well, I'm just putting this in my pocket in case some idiot comes to go steal something. I can crack their skull open. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna get in trouble because I was like, oh wait, uh, I don't have a CC, uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna walk right here for toilet paper. But I was like, but if some Karen comes up at me, I'm like, blap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they have hats that have weights in them that you can use that as well. That you can take them off and hit them with a hat. Oh, you They saw a snap cap. They saw a snap cap. It's got like a weight at the back of the head, and so like you take it off and hit him, and you can put it back. I on feel like if I wore that hat around all day, I would take it off and just like jerk my head back because I'm not used to it being that weightless. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, any other uh, favorite post-apocalyptic stuff that you thought of as we were talking? Like, oh, that right there before we close up. Oh well, I was thinking water. Well, I did like that one mainly. I think. Because it does seem fun to uh, ride out the apocalypse on jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like uh, jet ski. <laughs> this is true. Or a cigarette boat. That's all. That's all they used. That's all they used. 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, cool. Well, guys, uh, listeners, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. By all means, uh, send us uh, what you would have as your companion or what your vehicle would be or whatever uh, apocalypse you're best suited for. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. So see you guys later.